This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Boy, wild weather for a lot of you folks Friday night into Saturday morning. We'll be talking about that with Stumach, our ag meteorologist, in about 15 minutes. I know up at the home farm we picked up four inches of rain and a lot of damage from heavy, heavy winds. Hopefully this week, not that complicated. We've got Wisconsin Farm Technology Days in our crosshairs. Today, mostly sunny, 77. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, 79. Wednesday, sunshine and 82. Thursday, sunshine and 83 degrees. Basically ideal for an outdoor show like Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Hope to see you there. Last week, Josh and I got a chance to travel for the Dairy Experience Forum up in St. Paul. Hosted by the Midwest Dairy Association and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, we're talking about it after 5.30 with Chad Vincent, CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, helping you know where your checkoff dollars are being spent. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. Every once in a while, one of the most popular speakers in agriculture and current agricultural issues is in Wisconsin. Dr. David Cole, we're talking about. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, Pam, I understand uh, you folks caught up with him in southern Wisconsin. Yeah, you bet, Bob. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Dr. Cole was in Wisconsin Dells visiting with some of our lenders. He also was in Iowa where our summer intern, Emily Matsky, got a chance to visit with him. One of the motivational speakers, if you will, for the National FFA Organization's New Century Farmer Program, pretty small group of elite FFA members from across the United States that came together to focus on what it takes to be involved in production agriculture for the future. Emily got a chance to visit with Dr. Cole, pick his brain about the status of agriculture today and what it's going to take to be in agriculture in the future. Emily. I'm here with him now to dive deeper into what he spoke with us about this evening. Dr. Cole, what has agriculture's history taught us for today? I think one of the things that agriculture's history has taught us for today that it's constant change. And if you really look at it, it today it's accelerated change, whether it's the consumer, whether it's the technology. Uh, it's accelerating at an accelerating pace. But you know what also agriculture has taught us historically? That there's some fundamental practices, if you follow them, uh, you're not going to uh, make a shot every time, but you're going to make a shot 75 to 80% of the time. So the key is everything is changing very rapidly, but then... Uh, the fundamentals are still, whether you were operating a farm in the 1800s, 1950, or today, they're still very relevant and real true. Mm-hmm. What is going on in the economy globally, and what effect does this have on American agriculture? Right now, uh, globally, the trade agreements is front and center. And, uh, you know, one of the things I tell agriculture producers, don't bet the future of your farm on a long-term trade agreement because I don't think they're going to occur. I think the other element is, while I talked about the consumer changing here in the United States, the consumer is changing worldwide. 
And for U.S. agriculture, you think about this, one out of every $5 uh, of income earned in agriculture is through export markets. It's very critical that we stay up with the consumer trends that are happening in Asia or happening in Europe, and it's going to be very critical. I think the other element is we've got to look at production changes around the world. I mentioned South America. Uh, putting more land into production. Combine that with technology and weather and climate change, even though some people say it's false. There are some things that are happening. Uh, that means more competition to us. So my old theme is you have to think globally and bring it down locally. Uh, but sometimes people uh, you know, just operate within their county or within their area, and they don't see the big picture. Why is it important for you to speak to FFA members at events such as this? I'll tell you one of the things. Uh, I'm at the stage of life I want to give back. FFA was very, very critical in shaping my life, uh, shaping my value system, shaping uh, uh, you know my presentation skills, but also being an educator. And I had a very, very good ag teacher, and uh, one of the things that he was always engaging, he was always thinking to the future, and one of the things is I really feel that I owe FFA. Uh, you, you always got to remember where you came from, and uh, and to the day I die, I want to give back to FFA. And you know what's so neat about FFA? It was like tonight's audience, very engaged. And, and again, it, it teaches you what we call the emotional intelligence skills, the listening skills, the interaction skills. Life is more than a standardized test. And uh, uh, I was very criticized by being enrolled in FFA. And, of course, as I mentioned, they said I wasn't college material. Today, though, I draw more of my FFA experiences than I do the academic experiences. Why do you feel that the New Century Farmer Program is so important for American agriculture? Uh, if you really look at that room, uh, this is the group that's going to be the leadership group uh, in American agriculture. And the leadership may be at the local level, maybe at the regional, national, or the international level. And this program, uh, you have speakers who inform. I think one of the benefits is that you get to network with other leaders around, but then you also get to apply the concepts in some of your small group learning. And the relationships that you make today, the information is going to change, but the relationships, you're going to be able to draw upon those throughout your whole life. What are some key takeaways that you wanted the New Century Farmers Group to take away from your presentation this evening? I think one of the things that I tried to do is talk about some of the future trends, and as I mentioned, agricultural change more in the next decade than it has in the past seven years. So I really wanted to challenge them about, you know, the vegan burger or, you know, uh, you know, we talked about the substitutes in milk and different things like this. And, and again, I wanted to challenge them, but I also wanted them to think, how can we alter to be able to get those consumers back or get those consumers, you know, uh, with our products? The other thing that I was trying to do uh, was attempt to give business skills and life skills that will be important because... 
you know, success in life is not only operating or being involved in a successful business, but a successful family and a personal life. And hopefully there was three or four things that touched each one of those areas. What are the drivers of change on current land value, and what does this mean for millennial or Gen Z farmers? The current... Uh, drivers of change on land values. Land values have not collapsed like they did in the 1980s. Reasons for that is crop insurance. Uh, but we've got outside investors. As I mentioned, football and basketball coaches are buying land. It's also us baby boomer farmers. We're still buying land. And, and those elements are basically holding the land values up. But as I told the folks here today, farmland's a good investment. It is since the beginning of World War II, it's either increased or stayed flat 88% of the time. That's pretty good investment out there. And so with that being a large component of the U.S. farm balance sheet, having investment in land. And I often tell farmers this, land is about like having a baby. You can't afford it, but you find a way to do it. And uh, same way on buying farmland. Can you give us an overview of some trends that we will see in the upcoming years in yeah. in American agriculture? Uh, one, you're going to see more and more of these niche markets. And I'll just tell you, look at what happened to beer, the beer market. It went from Bud to Coors Molson to what craft beers. Now craft beers has become saturated, so wine's coming in, other products. So what you're going to see is a splintered marketplace out here. And I can just hear the folks in dairy or corn or so, uh, I'm still on a commodity market. It's even, it's going to be uh, splintered. That consumer of the future is going to want four things. Transparency. They want to know where it comes from. They want to know. They want it personalized, customized, but they buy an experience. So that's going to be another trend. The other trend was a question you asked me. Uh, you're going to see more influence of NGOs or non-government organizations. They're going to be just as important as the EPA, just as important as the FDA or any government regulation. They're going to shape how we produce, where we produce, and what we produce. So those are going to be three significant trends. Here's the other thing. Agriculture is not going to be one size fit, fits all. Some people are going to go high tech and be successful. Other people may go low tech and be successful. That's the term that I really see coming as we move toward uh, 2030 is agri-entrepreneurism. And uh, your generation and the younger generation is going to be into a series of gigs. Can you speak more directly on trends that we're seeing with technology and production in American yeah. agriculture? Well, let's just take dairy industry. Uh, robotics are coming in. And it's real interesting. I got four former students, females, they're on back on robotic dairies. It's interesting. Robotics initially was to replace labor, but what the benefit they're finding is it's providing information uh, so they can get their cows bred, uh, so that uh, they know when the cow is sick or coming into estrus and different things. That's a classic example of how information is being utilized uh, to you know, make better management. That's a classic. And, of course, we got our precision farming. I was laughing at my son the other day. You know, we were out spraying weeds in the pasture. I says, in three or four years, the drone's going to do this. We'll just program it. It'll go zip, 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 zip. This is the fun stuff that's coming in agriculture that... For your generation, I wished I could live till 2050 uh, because it's it's really exciting what I see uh, coming out there. The other one that's coming is big data. 
And, you know, if we have an E. coli breakout or something, usually it takes a couple weeks to trace it down. With big data and blockchain, we'll do it in three hours. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the trends coming at us. Thank you to Dr. David Cole of AgriVisions LLC for talking with our new Century Farmer attendees about today's agricultural climate and for providing insight for what is to come. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, this is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Are you frustrated with the way your clothes are fitting as you age? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non-invasive fat removal treatment. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long-lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if Cool Sculpting is right for you. Your clothes will fit in no time. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, here we are now, 519, as we get started on a much more comfortable Monday, and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful week. Good no, good news for folks that have the county fairs, Rock in Columbia County later this week, and of course, Wisconsin Farm Technology Day is coming up starting tomorrow. But it wasn't the case everywhere all weekend long. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us, I was just sending somebody an e- email, and I said the good news is uh, nobody died from the farm staff covering county fairs and all that stuff. <laughs> last week. That's a good way to start the week. But boy, I'll tell you, that's the folks that got impacted by the heavy weather that rolled through Friday night into Saturday. Dell got almost three inches of rain in North Fond du Lac. My home farm, four inches of rain, Two trees, including the oldest one on the farm, went down, and I saw a lot of power trucks, you know, energy trucks, heading towards northeast Wisconsin to try to help get the wheels back on for this week. 
Yeah, all kinds of damage here and there, you know, trees down and power outages. I did happen to see that folks coming into Oshkosh to camp for the Experimental right. Aircraft Association parked on the side of the road. They can't even get in their lots to camp because it's too muddy. Yeah, I saw that yesterday when I was driving back. And, of course, like we said, if we can just get things dried up a little bit and allow for those folks because EAA is in full swing this week. A lot of folks depending on this uh, this forecast, too. Well, yeah, and it's one that works out for us. It is going to stay drier and cooler, so we end that steaminess, that greenhouse we've been in. All the crops have benefited. You know, these really warm, humid nights, we see a lot of corn growth, and the next day it looks even better. It's been working that way throughout the week, but the front that brought that last cap of heat yesterday in southern Wisconsin now has pushed well off to our south, extending up from Oklahoma, southern Missouri, southern Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. It's moving away, but there's still rain in Missouri and even into central and north-central Illinois. Nothing that's going to affect Wisconsin today. We indeed will have sunny skies. It won't be as warm. It won't be as humid. All of that sounding like exactly what we need to see. A break from storminess and heat and a chance to maybe get cleaned up and get back on a regular schedule. That's the way this should work out. A weak front is still going to be just to our south. And Tuesday or Tuesday night, there's a really slight chance, I'd say, just south of the Wisconsin-Illinois border that there could be a little rain. Otherwise, really expect we stay dry right on through Wednesday, Thursday, by the weekend. Once we get done with Farm Technology Days, of course, there's a better chance some rain could pop up toward a little bit later Friday. Otherwise, sounding pretty fine indeed. Slowly little warm-up as well. I'll check those forecast details right after this. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. 523 now on a Monday morning. All right, Stu, go ahead and let's uh, have some of the good news coming our way this week weather-wise. Well, I like the word I use almost every day, sunny. Sunny skies, nice conditions. Today, I'd expect some mid-70s in the south, upper 70s the further north and west you had in the state, and the winds through the day become north about 5 to 10. Stays clear in the nighttime. In the 50s, low and even mid-50s around, sounding pleasant. Northwest winds will be around 5. More sunny skies on Tuesday, really upper 70s, just into the low 80s. The northwest winds at 5 to 10. And sunny Wednesday, oh, upper 70s and low 80s around with the northwest winds at 5. And it stays in that upper 70s for Thursday, Pam. Should be a beautiful run for Farm Technology Days and a great way to start all the county fairs with a little cooler, drier weather. Absolutely. Very good. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, and we'll be happy to hear the same thing from you. 
I bet you will. Talk to you then. See ya. Stumach Ag Meteorologist with our weather details. Yeah, uh, if you've got to do cleanup or if you're just getting ready to enjoy, so far we're off to a very comfortable start. Lacrosse, you've got cloudy skies. You're sitting at 66 degrees. Mauston, cloudy and 64. Madison at the airport, currently sitting with cloudy skies and 64 degrees. Fond du Lac, cloudy and 64. Oshkosh, mostly cloudy and 64 degrees. But like I said, I do not take it lightly that a lot of folks picked up some heavy heavy rain and wind damage over the weekend. So hopefully this weather will allow you to start cleaning up and uh, taking care of business there. Of course, we'll see you at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. More on that coming up after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. So I am the proud owner of two little Sheltie dogs, and thank goodness I know my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here to explain. So I love my little dogs, but they are literally fur factories. They have gotten fur in every corner of my Zimbrick Suburban. So what I didn't realize, Zimbrick Chevrolet in Sun Prairie basically has an auto spa. They can clean every inch of the interior and exterior of your ride, make it look like new. That same smell, that beautiful look that you had the first day you drove it off the lot. And listen, I don't have time for all that bucket and hose business. Plus, Zimbrick Chevrolet just does it better. Why don't you take a look at the auto spa and what they can do to dress up your ride. Maybe you've got a wedding, a graduation, something special coming up, and it's appropriate. Give them a call. Check in today. Zimbrick Chevrolet, my friends, right there on Main Street, Sun Prairie. And do be sure to tell them the farm babe sent you. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. Bath Planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval. What that means is no more scrubbing grout lines, unsightly stains, leaky faucets, or using harsh chemicals. No more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom. So call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Bath Planet experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Do you struggle with stubborn fat bulges that hang around even with a healthy diet and regular exercise? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non-invasive fat removal treatment. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long-lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if Cool Sculpting is right for you. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsuckprairie.com. It's the kind of charge you were never expecting. Ah! Hidden charges. You've got to be kidding me. 
Airline companies do it all the time. Check baggage, flight rebooking fees, and so on. As other industries took notice, everyone began implementing hidden charges into what otherwise you thought were complimentary services. <coughs> when you have a plumbing issue, the last thing you need is another surprising charge. With Benjamin Plumbing in the surrounding Madison area, you never pay a trip charge. When others say, Well, we gotta roll a truck, and that's gonna cost blah 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 blah. Benjamin Plumbing says, in the surrounding Madison area, no trip charge. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say no trip charge in the surrounding Madison area, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. You expect with LaFleur knowing it's a meaningless game, but at the end of the day, it's still a game. Uh, will he uh, Will he play more this preseason? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, first of all, think he will. And, and, and B, Joe, I, I don't think it is meaningless this this particular offseason. I mean, there, there's a lot to this new offensive system, to the scheme, even to the point where, you know, at the end of the offseason program, Rogers said, you know, I'm starting to feel pretty good about it, but boy, I, I've got a lot of work to do yet inside it. So this isn't this isn't like August in, you know, 2014, 2017, something like that, Joe, where he, you know, he knows that playbook and he knows that offense probably better than almost any uh you know person inside the building including maybe his own head coach um it's it, it's substantially different now and i think for him to be comfortable um or as close to comfortable as possible heading down to chicago what seven weeks from today i guess guys isn't that crazy um for the for the season opener he's gonna have to play a little bit more now it, it, it's impossible almost for him to play less, and I guess we'll find out what more actually is down the road, Joe. Is, is, is that, you know, 30, 40 snaps in a game? I doubt it's that much. But, it, you know, the, uh, obviously he's not going to play in week four. None of the starters typically do, and, and you would never throw him out there without his number one offensive line. But you, know, you could see a quarter for the first three games or something like that, which is going to add up to probably 10 or 12 drives, and that's going to be a lot more than you've seen out of Aaron Rodgers the last handful of years, Joe. Well, visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel, you know, one of the other questions or the theme of our questions yesterday, Rob, was, you know, with our listeners, a lot of people questions about the Packer offense, and, and certainly they're there, right? Who's the number two wide receiver? Will they truly run it more? What will the rogers Lafleur dynamic look like? But I'm like, an Ebo actually, I think, brought this up first, was like, hello, have you seen the Packer defense the last three years? They've been ranked like 21st, 28th, 29th. Like, why are we so quick to dismiss, 
was it just because we focus so much in the fantasy football world on offense? Like, yeah, I, I certainly have some questions about the Packer offense, but to me, it's still about what does this, you know, defense look like with all these free agents and draft picks? Like, I was just stunned that more people aren't on that side of it. Where do you weigh in on that? Well, Joe, I mean, it, it, it is shocking, but I, I think for the first time in probably back to the 2009-2010 range, you, you probably have more star power um, on, on the defensive side of the football than you do offense. Um, I, I think they've got four or five guys, Joe, on that side of the ball that are legitimate Pro Bowl candidates. I think Kenny Clark breaks through this year and, and, and is a Pro Bowl, right? I, I'm huge on Zedarius Smith. I, I think he's going to be their breakout player. A lot of people are, are focusing on Jair Alexander, Joe, but I think Zedarius Smith's going to have 12 sacks and, and, and earn a spot in the Pro Bowl. They, Joe, they are deep in that front seven. They haven't had um, a, a bevy, a glut of pass rushers like this in, in quite some time. When you look at the two Smiths, Gary, the first-round draft pick, Backrow coming off a, a ten-and-a-half sack season, I mean, Joe, they've got a lot of bodies. They can they can run in and out of there, keep guys fresh, and throw them at the quarterbacks. And then in the back end, Joe, I think I've talked about this on this show before. I just I think it might not be this year, but I think Savage is going to turn in to a guy who's in four or five Pro Bowls. I, I think they hit a home run with that pick. Um, they clearly hit it with Jair Alexander a year ago. Then they've got steady guys around them. Um, with Amos and, and either Williams or King. King's the key, obviously, to King is staying healthy. But, but Joe, top to bottom, I, I think this should be a top-10 defense. I don't know that, that it will. We haven't seen the top-10 defense in Green Bay since 2010, so that, that, that's a huge hurdle to climb. But, but defensively, Joe, at, at, at least through the spring, at, at least through their offseason work, the defense was miles ahead of the offense. Rob, I got to ask you. Speaking of star power, a lot of pe- a lot of Packer fans think you can become a star. Do you see it happening for you know Lafleur's new offense coming in and the running game getting a little more attention? That Aaron Jones could be the star uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Without without question, um, every fantasy draft I have, I hate to give away my strategy, but he will be he will be an extremely high pick when when, when on, on my football team. As soon as I can get him, I will get him. Um, I, I'm a big believer he's going to play 16 games. He's in great shape. Uh, his body fat's 5.5%. It was 115 at this time last year. He, he's cut. He's strong. He's strong in that lower body, guys. I mean, the key for him is obviously avoiding injury. He's missed eight games in the first two seasons, uh, you know, with, with the injuries, a couple MCL-type deals. And, and if he this is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Uh, this is more like it as far as weather is concerned. I've got to be out at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days this week, and it looks glorious. Daytime highs anywhere from 80 degrees to maybe 84 by the time we get to Thursday, but it's dry every day with sunshine. It's going to be fantastic. I want you to come and visit with me. I'm going to be broadcasting with my friends from Vermeer and, yes, JCB. That's tomorrow morning in booth 990, talking about their forage equipment. Then I'll move over to visit with Sun Badger Solar. A lot of interest on the farm about these solar companies. Come find out in tent B as in boy, booth 297 and 298. And then on Wednesday, I'll be with my friends from Focus on Energy. Come and find out about all the energy savings programs they've got for you. That also is going to be in tent B as in boy. 
booth 256. So those are some of my broadcast partners this week for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. And now you know. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. We're talking more about this event with Chad Vincent, CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, in just a little bit. Last week, dairy farmers and food industry leaders gathered together in St. Paul for what they called the Dairy Experience Forum 2019. More than 50% of the audience were Wisconsin or Midwest dairy farmers trying to figure out more about the next generation of consumers, the Gen Zs. That would be young people born in 1996 and later. Uh, They are a difficult group to try to figure out what they want. But Jeff Frome, who is an author and president of FutureCast, does research talking to those new generations on what they value, what they look at as far as food and agriculture. Gen Z is a little bit younger than millennials, and there's an assumption that Gen Z is millennials to the second power, which is a very erroneous and and dangerous assumption. In many ways, their values mirror people who are sort of over 50, 55 years old, around hard work, planning for their future, and things like that, although they are very much digital, social, mobile to the core. Jeff Fromm, he's the CEO of FutureCast. He says as far as agriculture and food is concerned, you need to make sure that when you're having a dialogue with these young people, you're stressing things about health and wellness to key areas for Gen Z consumers. It's coming up on 538. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Hmm, let me see. How do you express frustration with the weather? Arg! I don't know. It's what's happening with anybody that's trying to make top quality hay this year. Fabulous Farm Bay PM Yankee here for my buddies at McFarland's right there in the heart of Sog City, where my boys in the farm department, all under one roof, know exactly how you feel. Listen, if you're looking for haymaking equipment, maybe it's a new rake, maybe it's a new baler, whatever it is, go talk to the folks in the farm department at McFarland's. It's all under one roof. They've got a great lineup of both new and used equipment they can introduce you to. And remember, when you talk to the people in the farm department, you have got people that have been there for a while. They know what you're dealing with. They also know what they've got available. And if they don't have what you like, they'll find it. If you need repairs on what you've got, they'll take care of it. Hey, listen, when it comes to making top quality hay and dealing with Wisconsin weather, time is money. And if you want to make sure you're spending your money right, think McFarland, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. This year, Compere Financial is paying out more than $150 million to our member owners. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. 539 on the clock. Chad Vincent, CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, is our guest this morning. We're talking about last week's Dairy Experience Forum up in St. Paul. Stand by that conversation's in just a moment. Markets are lower in overnight electronic trade. 
Uh, some of it might be that we've got better weather coming our way this week. We'll have to see if there's other financial news in the marketplace. December corn's down six and a half right now, four twenty nine and a quarter. November soybeans are down four and a quarter at nine fifteen. September wheat down nearly six cents right now at four ninety six and three quarters. Barrel cheese on Friday was unchanged at one seventy and a half. Forty pound block cheese unchanged at one seventy eight. Double A butter down a penny and a quarter, closed at two thirty nine and three quarters a pound on Friday. The fluid milk contracts are firm. August milk right now is up four at seventeen seventy a hundred weight. September milk unchanged seventeen ninety nine a hundred weight. October milk's actually up a penny at eighteen dollars even. Don't forget, I'm looking forward to seeing you at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. We'll be with Vermeer and yes, JCB booth nine nine zero tomorrow morning. Sun Badger Solar in tent B as in boy, 297 and 298. That will be tomorrow afternoon. And on Wednesday with my friends from Focus on Energy, back in tent B as in boy with booth 256. Find more at wifarmtechnologydays.com. Chad Vincent from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, our guest next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Sure, you can do it yourself. But is it really worth it? Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park, and you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage. Save your sanity. Save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. The only person who can actually find the needle in the haystack. Wow! This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, if you were looking for me last week, you would find me up in St. Paul. It's time for a conversation with dairy farmers of Wisconsin. Your dairy checkoff dollars at work. Last week, perfect example of those efforts underway. It was the Dairy Experience Forum 2019 
up in St. Paul. It was coordinated by the Midwest Dairy Association, representing basically seven states around Wisconsin, and then Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Now, remember, the goal of the checkoff dollars, as Wayne Gretzky used to say, is to be where the consumer is going, not where they're at. And that's what the Dairy Experience Forum focused in on last week, helping dairy farmers, dairy processors, industry leaders understand and coordinate where today's dairy consumers are and where they're going in the future. A lot of emphasis on Gen Zers and their consumption patterns. Talked about it with Chad Vincent, CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and asked him to start by explaining where the concept of the Dairy Experience Forum came from. The goal of this gathering is to gather farmers and processors and dairy business people from around the country to come in and talk about the issues that are impacting farmers that they really don't understand. Like why why is tail is tail docking an issue and you know why it why why is e-commerce coming up and why do I care about it? So we're trying to bring forward all these things that are disrupting the industry and bring it straight to the farmers so that they can get a better understanding of the things that are impacting them now and the things that are coming down the road that will also alter their lives. Now you work in this arena all the time and have for your career. But in this conference Give me some of the takeaways that even Chad Vincent caught, was caught uh, paying attention to or that enlightened you to a different angle you hadn't previously thought about. The, you know, when they had the Gen Z panel, so they had, you know, they had eight, 18 to 21 year old young adults on the, on the stage and having them talk about how they navigate social media and how, you know, yeah, I go to, they, they go to Facebook. My mom goes on Facebook. I go to Facebook once every two months, and that they're always looking for the next thing. They're like, like so if I need to reach my friends, it was, I said, if you're going to reach your friends, how will you reach them? And they're like, it depends. It might be Twitter. It might be Instagram. But you know what? It might be something that none of you guys have ever heard of yet. Mm-hmm. And and the way that they're constantly and and also the way that the the, the Gen Z kids were were becoming more attuned to when they post something out there, it's out there forever, and they're you know they're becoming more private and they're becoming much smarter about what they, what they post and what they how they portray themselves online. You know, I thought it was interesting too the way that they talk about how that same social media influences a lot of their buying decisions and a lot of things that they'll do as far as which product they'll buy. That's really a difficult. Uh, arena to navigate you know when you're talking about checkoff dollars it is and you know we meant, I mentioned we just we just got done with a digital panel where we had uh, a young lady that's a brand manager at Amazon that works in the dairy set and and getting that expertise and understanding of how brands are built online and how things move to the top of the page you know within dairy farmers of Wisconsin we built our digital team we have six or seven folks there now and we're working on a, on a big SEO search engine optimization program where we're going to make sure that Wisconsin cheese and Wisconsin dairy companies are able to pop to the top of the page because if you're not on the first page, you don't exist. That's right. That's right. You know, we talk about collaboration. Now, this is not just a Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exclusive. You like to uh, share dollars. You really are very frugal about where you want to invest dairy farmers' dollars. Tell me a little bit about the partners that came in and also how you attract other partners just by the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important that you know, one of the main, one of the other reasons that we had this was, you know, we were able to have a lot, we actually had a, a common, we had, we had our board meetings here, so we actually had a lunch yesterday with our board mm-hmm. as well as the board from um, Midwest Dairy mm-hmm. and National Milk people were here. So all of a sudden you're meeting 
people from across the country and you realize what's the same and what's different but we don't have a lot in Wisconsin we don't we, we do a lot of really cool things but we don't have the lock on all the best ideas so bringing in people from Amazon bringing in Bill even from the pork board he's going to come in and talk about because their life their world and the things they face are, will parallel what we're trying to on, on, on the sustainability side getting the best thoughts the best insights out there and sharing them and making sure that you know we have guys like Doug Ackerman who runs the southeast um, 50 million people and and he helps us sell Wisconsin cheese down there because his process his job is I'm just trying to move dairy I don't care where it comes from right so um, the more we can share the more we can open our doors and take time to listen to other good ideas the better off the the, the checkoff investment is going to be you know and that's something I'm I'm, hope, I'm sure the dairy farmers more than 50 percent of the audience at uh, the dairy experience forum are farmers from largely Wisconsin Minnesota but also elsewhere and helping them understand that your job is more than radio commercials television placement billboards etc there is a very complex set of wheels turning here there is and that's and that's also a wonderful element of this because I think that gives them a broader perspective of what it is that we're trying to move the industry into the into the into the next century yeah. um, you know we don't do a whole lot of billboards we don't do a whole lot of broadcast TV we're online with you know we did our first all we did our first national digital campaign this last year and you know our payout on it was you know, we ended up with a 10 to 1 a 10 times higher buyout and return on that thing than we had anticipated the, the we have to follow the consumers and right now the consumers are, di- are are consuming digital with this little device in their hand that used to be a phone but now it's a mini computer in their hand that's right you know the other interesting dialogue is just listening to how companies are facing those same kinds of challenges and companies get questions you know the fair oak situation was brought up and uh, how they have to be immediately ready to respond so you being in their wing ready to help them that that gets to be a critical link it does you know we're, we're, we're really behind the scenes right so if something bad happens in Wisconsin we have a crisis team that has we have all the experts we have you know DBA we have people from PDPW and these people meet every week to talk about if this happens how do we handle it who, who handles the media crisis how do we how do we get the people on the farm to understand the ramifications and the way to communicate and and actually a lot of times if the story is going viral we'll give advice as to how do we how do we not accelerate and how do we how do we make sure that this thing slows down and people get the real story right do you see after an event like this or even after a board meeting or something like that chat do you see i'll say the lights come on with your dairy farmer board it everyone that i've talked to is just amazed and wish they could share it more with other dairy farmers but we have this tendency to want to stay home yeah you know that was uh, this is great though because we almost 500 people here right and that's a in in, in july in a bad weather term to be able for people to spend a, a day and a half off the farm is 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 incredible um, we're actually videotaping a lot of these things and we hope to create social elements where farmers that, that actually want to know will be able to see hear, learn parts of this thing because our and, and, and people that you elected on our boards a big part of their job is to go back and report back out and and so my if you if you're listening to this please ask listen be open and and learn because the, your world's changing and we can't continue to do things the way we did five ten years ago Boy, that is for sure chad benson along with us the ceo of dairy farmers of wisconsin one of the critical elements to the dairy experience forum 2019 in st paul like he said about 500 folks in attendance industry but again uh, better than 50 percent of the audience farmers from wisconsin and around the upper midwest um 
you talk to me a little bit more about the synergies? I know that you and Lucas Lynch, who is the uh, CEO for the Midwest Dairy Association, have collaborated on a lot of different things. What other regions are we working in? You mentioned Doug Ackerman, uh, Dairy Independence, uh, down in uh, Dairy, Dairy Alliance, Alliance yeah. rather, down in the southeast. What other, help us, paint us a picture, Chad, of how these conversations happen across the United States. Wisconsin obviously wants to keep its America's Dairyland franchise, and, you know, we want to protect our turf for sure. But, as you said, not all good ideas are within our borders. We don't, but you know what? We grow and we get better by, by sharing and, and sharing ideas. So we meet regularly with Milk Pep, right? So that's the group that the processors pay into. So they're the ones that are doing close to $100 million of milk advertising. It's a lot of it's TV still, but a lot of they're moving to digital and, and events. So we partner with them. And so we take their assets and use those so we don't have to spend more money building milk assets. We take what, because they've got the best milk research in the world. Uh, we work with, uh, you know, we, we partner up a lot with National Milk and have conversations. Like, they're a lobbying organization. We're not. We provide them with a lot of insights so that they can make sure that the messages that come from Wisconsin get heard on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with DMI, the national organization, because once again, we have a nickel that goes in there. And, and, and we need to partner with them to make sure we leverage that nickel. Right? And, and the sustainable nutrition work that they're doing and the sustainability, you know, we may think that that's just a, a, a nice to have. Sustainability is table stakes now, folks. We have 12-year-old girls that are, are considering whether to eat a product or, or I like milk. Is it good for me and is it good for the planet? And when I was 12 years old, that was not on my radar. <laughs> yeah. But because of, the, of, of cell phones and that's the way it is. But, you know, we partner up with, with our friends in Washington and Oregon and California. I mean, people go, you're talking to people in California? What? Like, I mean, the people out there are really bright and they've got great research. And we don't, you know, we're all in this together, right? And then people, are, there are very few consumers out there that are going to go, I, I'm not going to buy Wisconsin cheese because I'm going to buy California cheese. Look, there's a lot of great cheese out there. We're working together to drive everybody's business. And the more, the smarter we can become and the, and the better ideas we have, we take those and steal them ruthlessly and execute <laughs> them in Wisconsin. <laughs> I like that. Folks, you got to love it. I mean, it is that uh, we got to have the, all the good ideas at the table, no matter from what region they come. And that was a perfect example of some of the synergies here at the Dairy Experience Forum 2019. I assume it'll be back in 2020. We hope so. We're gonna, but once again, as with every program we do, we do a we do a deep dive a- afterwards. We're going to talk to the farmers. We're going to talk to the process. We're going to talk to the people that were here. Is this worth the time and the money? Is it the right time? Because one of the things people, I want to come there, but I can't come in July, yeah. right? But we, this was kind of around this time frame because this is when Midwest Dairy typically had one of their board meetings, and they were able to save a boatload of money by combining this with their board meeting. Yeah. So we'll look at all this stuff. I hope that it will be back next year, but we'll only do it if it makes sense and it's a good spend. Boy, I think from my experience, it surely was. And I hope if you had an opportunity to be there, you'll share feedback. And of course, as Chad said, continue to monitor uh, the Dairy Wisconsin website. Make sure that you're checking in with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. If you want to see some of the captured video and audio and a little bit of the content that was generated here, Chad Vincent, CEO, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Again, it's your checkoff dollars at work. The more you try to understand how it is working, the better off you're going to feel, I'm sure. Again, it's all